today's homily. We just want to congratulate Deacon Numir, our own very son at Holy Martyrs, for yesterday being ordained to the Emperor. Now, he's not prepared, so I'm going to ask him to give today's homily. No, I'm just joking. I'm not going to ask him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good. Today's Gospel we hear of Thomas the Apostle. This is the same reading that comes directly the week after Easter because the scene takes place directly the week after Easter. And what's beautiful to understand is this, right? Last time we read this reading, again, this earlier a couple months ago, we focused more on the disciples being sent out to mission. Here they are afraid, they're scared, they're behind locked doors, they don't know what to do. Here's Jesus, who's died, and they hear reports that he's risen from the dead, but they can't quite verify them, but they're still afraid, they don't quite know what to do. And so we focused on when Jesus comes down to visit them, he sends them out on mission. Today I want to focus on the latter part of the Gospel. The part in which St. Thomas the Apostle doubts at first, and then later believes. And the reason I want to focus on that is because I think St. Thomas is all of us, right? And I'm not just saying that because St. Thomas is known to be Chaldean, right? We'll see how he's Chaldean in just a minute. We always hear the joke every year, but he's Chaldean. We'll see it in just a minute. But St. Thomas, I think, is a little bit of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us who tries to follow Jesus, and yet somehow, some way, we kind of fall away in doubt. We kind of fall away in loneliness. We kind of fall away in anxiety. We don't quite place all of our trust in the Lord. And so we see St. Thomas, we see this scene, right? Here are the, again, here are the disciples, the apostles, and they're, they're behind closed doors for fear of what the people are going to do to them. Here they are, followers of Jesus, and, and there was this movement that was really going. And then Jesus is put to death by the religious elders of the day. And they're scared, because they're going to come for them next. So they lock themselves behind closed doors. Again, they're afraid. Imagine how afraid they are. Imagine how much anxiety they have. And suddenly, behind locked doors, Jesus approaches. He comes to them. And they can't believe what they're seeing. They're overjoyed. They're happy beyond belief. But as quickly as he comes in, he leaves. And who was not there, we're told one of them, St. Thomas, was not present among them. And when they tell him about it, he says those famous words, unless I see the print of his nails and touch his side, I will not believe. I will not believe. St. Thomas, you see, was always the pessimist. He was always the pessimist, and we can always see this throughout the Gospel. He always just found it hard to believe. He found it hard to really believe in what it is that Jesus was saying. He really found it difficult to put all his trust. He was kind of pessimistic. He was dramatic. And again, one way in which he's Chaldean is his dramaticness, right? When, uh, when Jesus hears about his friend Lazarus, who has fallen ill and is about to die, he tells the disciples, let's go see Lazarus. And it's at this point, St. Thomas has uh, those famous words that he gives to the disciples, again, very dramatic. Thomas says to the disciples, let us also go, that we may die alongside with him. Dramatic. Here's Jesus, the source of all life with you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, how terrible is it? Let's just go so we can die with Lazarus as well. He's not understanding the point. He's not seeing the world in the way that Jesus wants him to. He's not seeing the world in the lens of the Holy Spirit. 
He's not seeing the world in this new way. But rather he sees it in the old way. Where death is kind of like this hopeless thing. Where we're constantly afraid of things. We constantly have this anxiety. We constantly have this loneliness. And so here are the apostles. They're gathered. They see Jesus. And Thomas is not there. We can imagine that Thomas is feeling so saddened. So depressed. So kind of hopeless. That he doesn't quite know what to do. And so he makes himself into an island. He isolates himself and he goes away by himself. He does exactly what you're not supposed to do when you're feeling anxious and depressed and hopeless. He takes himself out of the community. He takes himself out of the church instead of seeking out the church, instead of seeking out Jesus Christ, instead of seeking out that which he needs most. He leaves. But then later he's told about And Jesus knows the heart of Thomas. He knows the heart of Thomas. He knows how much it is that Thomas doubts, how pessimistic he is. How dramatic he is. Remember, he's Chaldean. And so he appears again to Thomas. And this time he allows Thomas to touch his wounds, right? To see the prints of nails in his hands and to touch his side. And Thomas has those very famous words out of the explosion of joy and gladness and faith in his heart. He says, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God. He sees life now in a new way. My brothers and sisters, life can seem kind of dark at times. When we take a look, it's very interesting. The more connected the world becomes, the more isolated we are. The more connected the world becomes on social media and FaceTime and all these things, the more lonely we feel the more anxiety we feel. The less interaction there is because everything can just be a text message. The less face-to-face. You know, almost 80% of communication is in the face. You need that personal interaction. And yet the world becomes much more of a lonely place. Strangely enough, the more connected, the more lonely we become. When we look at this culture that, that says, oh, no, 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 you're an individual. You do things the way you want to do. We talked this a little bit last week, right? The Western world, the West, the more in which you place this, this individual freedom, the more in which you become lonely. The more in which it's like, you do what you want to do. But yet, what you want to do has no, nothing behind it. If there's no Jesus behind it, we're dying. If there's no community behind it, where we are right now, we're dying. We're dying in loneliness. We're dying in anxiety. If we're not seeing the world in which the way Jesus wants us to see it, we're dying. And there's no meaning to this life. My brothers and sisters, throughout history, there's always been, Jesus has always kind of revealed himself at times when we need him most. Around 350 years ago, there was this saint, St. Margaret Mary, and she had these visions of Jesus in which Jesus would reveal to her his sacred heart. And the reason why Jesus did this is because around France at the time, 350 years ago, again, almost 400 years ago, there was this idea that nobody was worthy of the love of Jesus because we're all sinners. Don't even bother showing up for communion. Just stay in your seats and don't bother. And maybe only a few of the ones who are worthy would come up for communion. 
and how much it saddened the heart of Jesus to know that this was happening in his churches. And so to this nun, he reveals things. He tells her, Behold this heart which has spared nothing even to exhausting and consuming. It eats itself in order to testify to the people its love. Here's this heart which burns for us. My divine heart is on fire with love for all of mankind. 400 years later, we still have this devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, in which we focus on his love for us. And again, when the love of Jesus needed to show itself to us, he shows itself again almost 100 years ago, through St. Faustina. In the 1930s, when World War II was happening, and the world just kind of seemed as dark as could be, here is Jesus who reveals himself again. And St. Faustina has this image of the divine mercy. Where the famous words were, I trust in you. I trust in you. That same invitation that Jesus has for St. Thomas. I trust in you. Trust in me. Trust in me and all will be made well. Brothers and sisters, my challenge to you this week is this. Jesus will always reveal himself over and over again. He's always going to reveal himself to us whenever it is that we need him most. But we need to see him like Thomas with those eyes of faith. Blessed are you who believe. Blessed are you who believe but have not seen. You see with the eyes of faith. This world is constantly looking for proofs, right? Unless we touch, unless we see, we're not going to believe. We need to see with those eyes of faith. I want you to pray. Pray each and every day this week and God willing, for the rest of your life, that we are increased in this faith. That we see Jesus, and by Jesus, by seeing Jesus, we see the rest of the world. What I mean by that is this. We've all heard that saying, right? Stop and smell the roses. Oh yeah, okay, okay. No, no, but really, stop and take time to smell the roses. Take a look at nature. Take a look at what's going on around you. Appreciate your families. Appreciate the things that God has given you in your life before it's too late to really appreciate them. Again, we live in a very fast-paced world, and a lot of it is distractions. Again, mostly distractions by how connected we are on the phone and whatever it might be. But put the phone aside. Appreciate life. Appreciate what God has given you. See life through this new lens of the Holy Spirit. See life through this new lens of the love of Jesus. And I promise you, will have a newfound appreciation, a newfound happiness for everything in this life. No matter how dark it might get, we still have this joy that no one can take away from us, but it has to be rooted on Jesus. We'll have this joy that not even anxiety, depression, sadness, whatever it might be, hopelessness can't take away from us because we place our trust in that one hope that matters, and that one hope that matters is Jesus Christ. But unless we see the world in that hope, we're not going anywhere. Today as we receive communion, and each and every day as we pray, take time. Jesus Christ, I want nothing more than to love you. But I want nothing more than to see the world in your love. For by seeing the world in your love, I see that life is worth living. Life is worth living, and that by your love, I can continue to live in that life. Amen? Let us stand well with joy and gladness.